my whole life. Like I'd always, my parents believed in trying to see what's wrong with me. They weren't mm. dismissing that I was in pain. They weren't just like, oh, forget it. They were taking me to doctors. They were taking me to, you know, specialists, retina specialists for my eyes because I've also lost my vision, which is another indicator for a lot of people who lose um, their vision and their mobility. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happen when you have lesions on your brain. I have 52 now, lesions on my brain, more than five, less than 10 on my spine, I can't remember. But it's nothing but God. Like I know I'm a walking, talking miracle and a blessing. And I just really want to be able to shed light to other people to let them know once you are diagnosed, it's not a death sentence. It does not have to be. Introducing Community App. Community App is an all-in-one app that lets you easily create and promote any type of class in your local community. The login slash sign up page where you can sign up or login. Details that are needed for sign up, name, email address, password, location, interest. You can select as many as possible interest, boxing, workout, painting, jogging, and so on. After sign up connect your Stripe account or you can skip it and connect it later. Welcome to your dashboard. Things you can do from dashboard. You can create class. See class requests. Switch theme. Settings. Check your earnings. Visit www.community.com to get started or download the community app from Google Play Store or App Store. Alula G-Burn is an all-in-one weight loss supplement. If you're looking at a weight loss supplement as a whole, in my opinion, you have to target five or six different areas. And Alula G-Burn does that. And it's the highest quality ingredients with the best absorption technologies with the highest bioavailability in each and every ingredient. Hi, my name is Jen. I'm 47 years old. I teach musical theater classes to children, and I have been using a Luva G-Burn for a couple months now. I have four kids, and it seems like with each pregnancy, I gained a little more weight, a little more weight, a little more weight, and it's so frustrating to try to get that weight off. You know, I'm just hungry all the time. I crave stuff that I shouldn't be eating. I've tried everything, and nothing has worked. But as soon as I started a Luva G-Burn, I was finally able to lose the weight. It suppressed my appetite. I wasn't having to snack all day. The cravings were gone. I felt great. I now have the energy to do the things I want to do throughout the day. Hello, hello, everybody. I am so happy to have you here today. Welcome me in 2023 with our season eight of the Tina Ramley Show and podcast. And today we have an amazing guest backstage ready to pour into you and share some awareness on MS. We have the amazing Danella Brooks Gusset. Yes, she is a believer in Christ and she has been married uh, for 23 years to a veteran police detective. And together they are the parents of three children and she has two grandchildren. She don't even look like y'all when y'all see her. She is also a 16 year veteran from the MS patients and um, advocate healthcare industry. Danella is also addressing the challenges that MS patients face in the arena across uh, getting accurate diagnosis, licensing, acquisition, wellness cultivation, 
and also timely processing. She is a wealth of knowledge in this industry and she lives with MS so she can give you a fresh perspective on not only what MS is, but also what it isn't. So without further ado, let's bring on Danella Brooks Gassay. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Thank you so much. I am so happy to have you here because this is a topic that we don't normally talk about. And sometimes when you're watching television every now and then, you may see a commercial rolling around uh, talking about MS. But I find that within the African-American community, MS is a hit a little bit different within our um within our background within our culture so danella could you explain to us what is ms well first of all i want to thank you for having me and um i am really grateful multiple sclerosis ms is multiple sclerosis it's the initials for ms the acronym and it is a chronic um neurological disease it's 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 termed as a chronic neurological disease, but it affects almost every aspect of your body, physically, mentally, and even socially. But um, what happens with MS is the sheath lining, which is the lining of your cells in your body, they become corroded or I guess almost like if you have a shortage in a wire, like an electrical mm -hmm. cord, that shortage just manipulates the functioning to your brain um, or your spinal cord. So you get lesions on either your brain or your spinal cord, typically. And depending on where they are, they could stop you from moving or talking. Some people, you know, have lost their lives. Wow. I've had a mess. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I know my bio says 16 years, but I wrote that a while ago. My apologies. But I was diagnosed in 2004. So mm -hmm. I've been living with MS, well, diagnosed with MS for almost 20 years, but I've been living with MS. Who knows how long? I was fainting and passing out in high school. I'm 46 mm -hmm. now, so that was a very long time ago. But um, I was going to hospitals and doctors, letting them know that I was in so much pain. And... Um, they just couldn't find out what was wrong with me. Not as sick, I'm sorry, not as sick as I appeared to be because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. So I was labeled hypochondriac, crazy, drama queen, you know, attention seeking because I go to the hospital and to the doctor, every test that they ran on me came back in and I was fine, but I knew I wasn't okay. You know, that is something that was uh, very typical, especially in our culture. You will find in our community when uh, African-American women are battling with uh, any type of autoimmune disease, we tend to be labeled as a, a hydrochondriac, meaning, for those of you who don't know what that is, basically they're saying that you're lying. That you, there's no possible way. <laughs> there's no possible way. You're obsessed with uh, being sick or the attention you get from it. Yeah, a teach, attention seeker. Okay. Yes. 
And so I know personally from personal experience, I have been labeled as a hypochondriac because when I was younger, I also used to pass out. I used to have these body pains all over, not all the time, but it was, uh, I noticed when there was in highly stressed situations during testing time, um, something that was major, uh, band competition, you know, I would start hurting and different stuff like that. And so would you say, because they had ended up diagnosing me with lupus. So would you say that um, in that situation, do stress trigger MS like it trigger other autoimmune diseases? Yes. Um, lupus is actually a sister disease of MS. And I'm not going to say fortunately or unfortunately because you're living with lupus and I'm living with MS, but... It's been deemed that lupus is easier to diagnose than multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And for many, 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 many years, MS was believed to be something that a young black girl could never get because they believed it was for Caucasian men mm -hmm. in their mid-20s to 50s. So no one was looking to think that I'm this young teenage girl. There's no way I could have multiple sclerosis. But I'd already had an uncle who's 10 years, 20, I guess, years my senior who had already been diagnosed with MS and although they don't think it's a genetic or they can't connect it genetically saying that it's something that runs in the family um he was a guy so mm -hmm. they still missed it you know as being maybe me being a candidate for it but also research as soon as like I believe in 2016 I want to say 2019 that frightens me because it's 2023 but mm -hmm. research for MS 0.1% of research went towards the African-American community. Wow. So, yeah. So what I do as an MS advocate, I just um, try to talk to people about not letting doctors treat your symptoms. Get to the root of what's going on. Go to the neurologist. Get an MRI. Because once I got an MRI, I passed out when I was 28. I'm all over the mm -hmm. place. Let me back up. I passed out at work. I was 28 years old and I was stressed out that day um, because stress doesn't understand if it's good or bad and MS can't distinguish what's good or bad stress. I mean, it could be anything from I come in the lottery and pass out or, you know, I could have some devastating news and have a bad day. So that day I was getting an award at work and I was being recognized and it was time for me to get up. I just totally hit the deck on the way out of the door. I felt hot. I'm like, let me get a drink of water. And I passed out. Thankfully, that day, I was in the right place at the right time mm -hmm. in the right community. They called an ambulance. They got me to the hospital. And from there, I began to see a neurologist. And at that time, I either had 13 or 17 lesions in my brain at 28 years old. Wow. Now, this is going to the doctor my whole life. Like, I'd always, my parents believed in trying to see what's wrong with me. They weren't mm. dismissing that I was in pain. They weren't just like, oh, forget it. They were taking me to doctors. They were taking me to, you know, specialists, retina specialists for my eyes because I'd also lost my vision, which is another indicator for a lot of people who lose um, their vision and their mm -hmm. mobility. Mm -hmm. A lot of things happen when you have lesions on your brain. I have 52 now. Leaving to my brain, 
more than five, less than 10 on my spine. I can't remember. But it's nothing but God. Like, I know I'm a walking, talking miracle and a blessing. And I just really want to be able to shed light to other people to let them know once you are diagnosed, it's not a death sentence. It does not have to be. Um, a lot of times when you have an autoimmune disease that you cannot see, I have a foundation called This Is What MS Looks Like, a website. This is what MS looks like at ORG. Because people say, you don't look sick. You look fine. You don't seem like you're sick. But I'm always like, you don't look like you have MS. And I always ask them, what does that look like? What does that look like? You don't look like you have MS. What should I look like? It's an invisible disease. It's coined the invisible disease. But it's yeah. a very, very painful disease. And it's the number one stress-causing disease in the U.S. And it's the n number two, I think, suicide-inducing disease. A lot of people that have MS, um, imagine you're in all this pain, being told that you're crazy or there's no cure, and some people just can't take it. And so I try to advocate for people to talk about it, to get the help, to get a diagnosis, to get the medication, to just understand that life does not have to be over. Exactly. So as you can see, this is the website where you can go to um this is what ms looks like foundation i encourage you to go um and check that website out i will actually put it up on the screen a little bit later uh the website as well but the thing is what we're going to do we're going to take a commercial break and then when we come back from the commercial break we're going to talk a little bit about uh MS a little bit deeper because I feel that it could be a lot of people that's watching or listening to the show that may have a child or maybe them themselves they have been bound because what you don't understand is that uh, MS is very hard to diagnose especially in the African American community and lupus goes right along with it because ironically for me that is what they initially looked at for me when I got sick was MS, which is not normally the case. They don't go and see that first. But that's only because I have a mother-in-law that has MS and me and her were so similar. We were passing out a lot and she's diagnosed and I wasn't. So she was like, we need to check this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, because we think that you got MS too. So we need to get down to the heart of it so that individuals that's walking around undiagnosed because for me it took i know probably about 10 12 years before i got like a full uh diagnosis and it can be very stressful and um it makes you it, it can affect your mental health because you're dealing with so much so what we're gonna do we're gonna take a commercial break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk a little bit deeper with the amazing Danella about ms awareness and if you have a family member or if you're battling with this yourself then make sure to tune in and get your family and sit down sit down on the couch and listen okay we'll be back in a moment the Homeschooling Interactive Magazine is a magazine that embraces and celebrates the entire homeschooling experience. Our magazine is different from all the rest because we provide beneficial information and assistance in homeschooling, business, wellness, mental health, resources, and life. We encourage you to pick up a copy of our magazine today on Amazon.com by simply searching The Homeschooling Interactive Magazine. 
The Homeschooling Interactive Magazine is all about impacting the world through home-based learning, helping to de-stress the homeschooling experience. Get your copy from Amazon today. Well, you have any closing remarks before we head out? Y'all, please support the movement of CTR Media Network. I'm telling you, being a part of this amazing media family, you, I, I can't go wrong, right? They have the support. They support us in all that we do. We have questions. They need a time out to advise and mentor. Uh, so definitely check out the different plethora of shows that are on the network. I promise you, I promise you, and I'm not saying this because I'm part of the family, but I promise you, you will be uplifted, inspired, educated, motivated, all the good stuff that we all need to carry ourselves out through the day. So definitely go check it out, y'all. Awesome. I, I definitely appreciate you. Definitely appreciate it. And just like that, we are back with the amazing Danella Brooks Gachet. And we are going to talk more about lupus. And before the commercial break, we was actually discussing about um the mental the mental wellness um that can go around having ms and being so young um even though you did not have your diagnosis when you was a teenager but clearly you was going through some things so from a mental health standpoint how was you dealing with that being a young person and did it uh jeopardize or i don't want to say jeopardize did it did it pro, uh, provide a challenge for you with like extracurricular sports it was certain things that you knew you couldn't do versus you could do how did you handle that well i didn't know what was wrong with me and the thing about ms is it happens sporadically what i can mm -hmm. do today i'm gonna be doing tomorrow or 30 minutes from now so i remember I was always fast and always could run track, but when it came time to run in the track meets, I would never perform. I would get so much anxiety and I wouldn't run. And my family made jokes about it. They're like, I don't even know why you invited us to come here. You never run. So I was in middle school then. So what I learned to do was not to try or to hide. Like I um, was always pretty theatrical. <laughs> And I wanted to be in plays and things of that nature. But I knew that once I got nervous, my body may shut down. And mm -hmm. it looked like I was lying. Like I just, oh yeah, you're sick. Oh, oh yeah, now you're sick. Yeah, sure. So I think it taught me how to hide. Mm -hmm. And you asking me that makes me kind of emotional because I don't think I ever thought about that before. I learned how to hide my interest, what I wanted to do, who I was becoming, because I didn't want to be looked at as um, a failure mm -hmm. or a fake, a phony. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're sick again. Sure. Yeah, right. And the only reason why I could ask that, because I know from personal experience that I felt I wore a mask for pretty much the whole first part of my life because as you you know I, I i can identify and so i ask questions from a different perspective because i live with a lot of the same things that maybe you 
are familiar with as well. And I know for me, um, I was always very, uh, I always had that athletic build. I always loved to be, you know, social, active. I was very good at sports, just naturally good at a lot of stuff. But yet, like you said, those it was those moments when it's just like a flip of a switch. One minute you're okay, the next minute you, you, your whole life, your body just feel like it's just giving up on you. It's it's, it's giving up on you, and so um, so I understood. So it was a lot of things that I didn't do, as well of the fear of what would happen if, and I yeah. didn't want to let people down that was around me because I tend to have leading roles. Yeah. or because you're good you're so good at stuff and then everybody depending on you and then all of a sudden you come and then you can't perform and then you feel like you let the entire world down so i can understand the, <clears throat> the fact of feeling like you want to hide but one thing that i want to applaud you on is that i eventually found my voice and i'm looking at you now and see that you found yours so even though you still have the same challenges, yeah. but you're not allowing yourself to hide anymore. And I know that's not easy. So I'm I'm so proud of you that you're stepping out and you're going in the forefront in leadership roles, being an advocate for MS and spreading awareness, using your voice and being uh, transparent to let people know that, hey, every day is not a good day, you know? So how does it feel? Feel. Have you ever really thought about that what you allowed yourself to be stopped by uh, when you was younger, that now as an adult, as a wife, as a mom, as a grandma, now you're walking in purpose. You're not letting those challenges stop you. Have you really sat back and think about now that you are you, you living out what you're supposed to be doing, walking in purpose? <laughs> Well, I don't think I was quite as aggressive as you were. Like all the sports that I was good at, nobody ever knew. The only people that knew I could run were, were my family. I raced with the boys and I was like, I was a tomboy, but nobody knew it. My closest mm -hmm. friends had no clue that I could play basketball and I could run fast and I played football with the boys. Nobody knew that. So even now with, you know, writing books and um, about MS and talking about MS and all the things that I do, I've got imposter syndrome. And what that is, is you don't really believe you are who you are. So when I show up, like you're saying, the amazing Danella Brooks-Cachet, I'm like, <laughs> so I had a friend who had to tell me you are an author, but I've been writing for so long, I just never viewed myself as an author. I'm an mm -hmm. author, I am a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a minister, but I've been a mother for so long. And I've been a wife for, I met my husband when I was 20 years old. So I've mm -hmm. never really, I think I just fell into all of my roles. Like mm -hmm. I met my husband, he already had a daughter with his first wife and I just fell into all the roles that I have. So do I think about it? I should, I should think about it, but I don't think I give myself enough time or enough credit to really think about it. Um, I recently had a meeting with the police chief and I was talking to him about the MS walk that I do and how all these people are rallying together and how I want to meet with them. We have these golf outings. This is our third annual Danella Gachet Multiple Sclerosis Foundation golf outing. And what we do with that, it's a double charity. My mm -hmm. oldest son, our oldest son, he's 20 years old and he lost his best friend in an auto accident. 
right after they graduated, like months later. So his mother has a foundation and we, when we have the golf outing, we take the proceeds, split it right down the middle. Half goes to people that have a mess. The other half to go to get scholarships for her son because he ran track. But I give the money not to the multiple sclerosis foundation, but to people. I know what people really need. You don't really like so much of MS medication is not covered by insurance. So you need that extra money to help pay for prescriptions and to help pay for just things like going to the doctor and things like that that people don't think of. Gasoline to put in your car when you get a car. Um, so I give the money to people who have MS and I used to do sister diseases, but you know, that's vast. Like lupus. Yes. Now it's just, <laughs> yeah, so now it's just MS. So I guess the answer to that is yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> yes, I do. I have a lot of, I have two websites. One is DanellaGachet.com. And on there, I have a lot of information about dieting and eating. Um, I changed my diet. I am vegan because I found that um, mucus just hurts most people because it breeds, mucus is where MS breeds. So you drink milk and dairy and things of that nature. You get something called the MS hug. It feels like the cobra is just twisting around your waist and you can't even breathe. And forever I was always telling people and doctors that I felt that nobody ever said to me, stop eating dairy, change your diet. Not one doctor. I love to get credit to, I have some awesome neurologists. I love to give credit to one of them, but I never even thought about it until I felt like God told me to stop eating things. And when I stopped, I started feeling different. Mm. Okay. But, so go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying like, it's just the MS is a, this whole walk with, it's just a hodgepodge of things that have just kind of miraculously happened in my life. Um, I'm sure I probably won't even remember to say it all, but it's just one testimony after the other about what God has done in my life. Um, my, one of my books is called, this is, wait, that's not it. One of my, this is called Accidentally on Purpose. And Accidentally on Purpose was written because everything that I did on accident, like I'm saying now, God had purpose in it. And he led me to be able to, I wasn't trying to be an MS advocate. I wasn't trying to help people, you know, become better at anything. I wasn't trying to give seminars about diets and working out and things like that. That was not my idea. So I kind of accidentally fell into it. And I think it was the purpose that God had for my life and all the things that we're doing with golf outings. I grew up golfing as a young girl with my dad, but I never saw myself as a golfer. So now to lead a MS foundation and with these champion golfers, I often feel unqualified to be Danella Brooks Gishay. I'm a minister. <laughs> I marry people and you know, it's just like I'm a counselor. It's a lot. I don't know. I I guess it's a lot, but it's not a lot because I love it all. I can't hear you. Thank you. I said, I want you for 2023 and beyond. I want you to start taking a little time to do self-reflection. Um, 
even though I think everyone at some point in their life feel like they have imposter syndrome because you have a vision of what you want to do and until you reach whatever that is that you want to do you're you're trying to achieve it and you feel like I can't okay and so I think everyone from a certain extent um everybody feel that way I have felt that way before I just feel like that's just part of the process of when you are a leader when you are doing something that kind of push you out of your comfort zone but I just want you to take some time back. Every day is not going to be a great day, as you already know. But <laughs> on those days that's not so great, I want you to sit back and think about the days and the things that you were able to accomplish. Okay. Because it's so many people, so many people that have not had the opportunity to do what you're doing. Um, so we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life that we don't take time to appreciate the little things like breathing with breathing being able to take a deep breath and for people with lupus and ms and asthma bronchitis i mean a breath is something very very precious so so just the smaller things of course we're going to remember the big things awards and different stuff like that but the smaller things that really keep life going smoothly just uh sit back and think about that but um in regards to uh your book i think that the title is very uh it's ingenious when it says accidentally on purpose because it's so many times (laughs) right we all could write that book right yeah that's a good that's a great title because you know you think about some things in your life and you're like well it happened but i wasn't that wasn't the plan. It happened and I went along with it and pushed through. So that was a perfect um, book title. So what are some of the other books that you have, if you can remember off the top of your head? Because I know that one of the symptoms with uh, multiple sclerosis as well as lupus is uh, mental fog and people don't understand (laughs) the mental fog is real. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because what I did in my last, so I have four versions of This Is What a Mess Looks Like. It's a series. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Of, I have four versions of Accidentally on Purpose. Yes. This Is What a Mess Looks Like. I mean, it's a Facebook group. It's like I'm there all day talking to people. So it just keeps coming out because, yeah, it's, it's my baby. But um, mm-hmm. in every variation of it and version of it, I've got one that's my devotional edition, the emergency edition. Um, one that is the awakening edition. And we're just talking about different stages of life. They're all not about MS, but MS, because it's a part of my life and it's who I am, it makes its way into everything I write and everything I do. I can't leave MS at home. I can't say, oh, you're not coming today or I'm going to leave you here today. As a matter of fact, last year is 2023. So in 2021, I was driving. Okay. I've lost. 60% of the vision in my right eye and 30% of my left. So it's probably not a good idea for me to drive. But, I mean, I don't have any, um, that's a whole other story. But um, while I was driving, I lost all the mobility on the right side of my body. And I couldn't feel the gas underneath my foot. So when you talk about things you can't do anymore, I remember when I couldn't hold a fork. When I went to the hospital, I stayed there for 10 days just a couple summers ago. 
and they sent me home with a walker. Like, this is your new reality. And then God said no. So when you talk about um, things that happened in your life that you didn't ask, I begged God that I didn't have a mess. I begged him to take it away. But instead of taking it away, he allowed me to have purpose in, in not answering that prayer, but keeping me well enough to know that I can make it through this and I live and I just try to be an example to let everybody know, even if it's not a mess, you can make it through whatever. Anything that happens to us, I believe that God, he didn't make it happen, but he knows about it. So as I lean on him and just advise everyone else to do the same, he's going to meet you right where you are. He's going to take care of you. He's not going to leave you. Jesus is, he's amazing. And he's my lifeline to, I have an amazing husband, an amazing family, but Jesus is who wakes me up and gives me the breath that I breathe. And he allows me to do all of these things that I'm doing. I'm just so grateful. Yes, I am as well. So um, you actually mentioned something that I thought was very uh, important and I want to touch back on it. Um, you said that you have some amazing neurologists and doctors. However, no one never informed you about the mucus, um, the mucus and how mucus uh, wreak havoc on MS. And really, when you think about mucus, mucus really wreak havoc on any type of illness um, because it causes the inflammation, you know, and the pain. So what made you say, hey, Danella, I'm going to change my diet. It wasn't Danella. It wasn't Danella. My husband was grilling one day and uh -huh. it was in 2016 and I made this shrimp entree that I couldn't wait to eat. And the Lord just told me not to eat it. I just, I, I wish I had something more profound, right? I don't. And from that step by step, I just started cutting out little things out of my diet. So in the last year, I keep trying to put fish back into my diet. My body's like, mm -mm, nope. Like every time I eat the smallest bit of dairy, I want butter on a bagel. I'm going to be sick. Like I'm going to feel it. That MS hug that just, it's not worth it. Like I love to eat, but I found that nothing's that good that is going to hurt me. And when you say about brain fog, there is a nerve called the vagus nerve. And, um, years and years and moons and moons ago, I used to know the name, the year by heart, 1800s, there was a guy who um, came up with the polyvagal theory. And the polyvagal theory just talks about that vagus nerve. That vagus nerve is what absorbs stress. I say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It never forgets anything that happens to you. So a lot of people that have gone through traumatic ordeals, when they smell something or they, one little thing that triggers it, that vagus nerve just remembers the smallest things to put you back into um, some traumatizing states. So the polyvagal theory just teaches you how to just combat that. Because what happens is when you feel that stress, um, the vagus nerve transfers all of that to every major organ in your body. So it's like, it, let's say you're studying for a test and you're, and you're nervous. You're going to maybe vomit. It's not because you have the flu or you're sick, but the vagus nerve is like, uh-oh, we're stressed. It's it's time to be in stress mode. So like I say, it's nothing good or bad. Anytime you have stress, it's dangerous. 
So I really stress eating right until the cows come home. Tomorrow, I'm starting to fast and people are teasing me like, how are you going to fast? You already don't eat meat and you already don't eat dairy. What are you going to fast? Like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm just not going to eat the things that make me happy. So. Okay. <laughs> well, um, do you have like certain, uh, a cookbook that you use to get recipes? I mean, because I have heard that it could be a difficult switch from eating meat to making sure that you balance your diet properly without yeah. meat. So have you had any difficulties doing that? Or do you have like a regime that you follow so that you can maintain your health and balance the veganism? People always ask me, where do you get your protein? I'm like, mm -hmm. gorillas don't eat meat. I'm thinking gorillas gotta, you know, they, they're pretty healthy. But the way protein gets to the meat <coughs> is meat is a bypart of an animal eating, a vegetable eating animal. So let's say chicken eat chicken feed, they eat the greens, and then you eat the cow or the pig or the chicken that is eating the greens. So that's where the protein comes from. It's just like, I skip the middleman. I do a lot of green leaves and beans and things of that nature. I do have lots of recipes on my website, zanellagashay.com, where some of them are meat because I'm not forcing veganism on people. Let me tell you something. It was hard. Back then, I was raw vegan. Like, it was, I was so wow. tiny. So, yeah, it was hard for me. I couldn't eat out. Like, ugh, it was tough. I didn't eat any of the um, plant-based foods that they have now. I was vegan back when it wasn't fun to be vegan. Um, yeah, there was, I'd go and order a burger with no burger and no cheese. I'm like, can I just have that? And sometimes they would give it to me for free. So the good old days are over because now everybody's healthy, which is great. But um, mm -hmm. people are just like, yeah, yeah, no. So they have like vegan options, which is great. But I do have some, I do have another website too called um, DanellaG.com. And then there's mm -hmm. this is what MS looks like that org. Um, you can put all those up later on. But there's a lot of lifestyle changing ways to not just go. I don't expect anybody to go cold turkey. I don't know yeah. how I did it, but I probably wouldn't even recommend that for people. I know I had got that. We we have so much similar similarities. To, it's ridiculous. Now I have not went vegan. I mean, keep that straight. <laughs> I have not went vegan, but I am, <laughs> but I am, <laughs> but I am as close to it as I could get because I had this little euphoria moment where one day I remember years ago, one of my doctors told me every time during November, December, I go in, I'd be sick. Right. Cause you know, November, December, that's the holiday season and you eat macaron. Y'all think you're supposed to be eating. Yes. So, so, uh, I went in and I was just having asthma. I was like, Oh, I'll just mucus. And she said, what did you eat? And I said, macaron and cheese, sweet potato pie, uh, stuffing. And, I, and she was like, she told me, she was like, listen, you need to let go of dairy. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, cheese. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. So I was like, no, I don't know if I can do that. And she told me these words, my doctor, she said, when you get to the point where you get sick and tired of being sick like this, 
every single year because of something that you choose to eat that you can avoid? It's some things you can avoid, but some things you can't. This you can avoid. When you get tired of it, you'll stop. And I tell you what, <laughs> this year I got tired of it. The year before last, I was like, I'm not eating pizza. I'm not eating this. Like my family, like you ain't eating macaroni and cheese. You not? I'm like, nope. No, it's not worth it. It is not worth it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know this because I, I mean, my joints used to hurt so bad. Yes. Like, yes. oh, my joints. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so, and then that, that hug that you were talking about, that squeeze, yeah. like somebody squeezing you. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I know this a bit different. So, anytime that that comes, like cheese and stuff like that, even though I love it, but it don't love me. It right. don't love me. Right. It doesn't love you. But it does yeah. love me. Like, in the U.S., we are one of the rare civilizations that eat the milk of another animal, drink the milk of another animal. Like, milk is designed to nurse your young. Like, yeah. really? Would you share your milk with someone else if you were nursing your kids or you know, cows, and usually when you're getting milk, when they're milking a cow on a dairy farm, it's done in the most unnatural ways ever. Um, so it's it's mm -hmm. not healthy when the whole milk does the body good. I'm probably going to get in trouble. You can edit this out if you want, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't do anybody good. It's horrible for every single person. Like, it, it's it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah. And things like soy, soy was never made for consumption. It was made for automobiles and cars. You're not supposed to eat it. I love soy sauce because I, I love Asian food and I had to let that go. Yeah. I had to let it go too. It's it's certain things that I'm taking out of my diet um, as I notice that it's causing issues. Yeah. Uh, Cause your body will give your, your body will give you signals yeah, to let you know. It is like, Oh, you'll eat something. You start feeling a little funny. Like, oh, oh, yeah. My body that let me know. This is a no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking like dairy causes backaches and dairy's like it can help you be like forgetful and brain fog and all of that. It induces it. Yeah. For people yeah. who don't have a mess. Like the it way that being treated and the dyes and things that they do to it, it's just <sighs> Well, Danella, I appreciate you coming on, sharing um the challenges, but also the uh, the challenges and struggles, but also the benefits and how you decide to uh, live your life in such a way to help others, uh, even though you said you accidentally fell into your roles <laughs> and everything like that. I'm glad that you fell into your roles. <laughs> I am too. I mean, I am now. I wasn't those yeah. days of crying on the floor, pleading with God to take this away or take that away. Or, But as I get to the end of some disaster, I'm always grateful. Mm -hmm. Thank God I'm yeah. able to be grateful, right? Oh, yes. And I know like for I think for most of us, no one wants to be in pain. No one wants to suffer. So if you feel like if you can remove a certain challenge, your life will be a hundred times more better. Of course, you're going to ask God to uh, to remove that thorn in the flesh. But guess what? The Apostle Paul asked to get his thorns in the flesh removed and he didn't remove it. That's so. But he gave him what he needed in order to cope and, with it. Yeah. And, uh, and so we need individuals like you 
Um, and you. That, yeah, well, I suppose. <laughs> and you. I mean, you highlight things that people shun away. People ask me all the time. I'm still so surprised. It's 2023. They have never heard of multiple sclerosis. They've never heard mm -hmm. of MS. They don't know what it is. So without shows like this and opportunities for people to learn, it would just be one more thing that flies under the radar, that goes undetected or nobody knows to go and see about. If you're in pain, go see a neurologist. Like there is a reason, it's a symptom that you're in pain. Go, and it doesn't have to be, like you said, yours was not a mess, but it was something. You're not mm. passing out for no reason. You're not just losing your vision for no reason. You're not just feeling dizzy and nauseous for no reason. You're not crazy. You're not, um, mm. you know, a hypochondriac there are answers just keep searching keep going to different doctors keep talking just don't stop don't give up because if, if you would have given up or if i would have given up what would we be now exactly i know for me my mom and my dad was especially my mom was relentless in keeping me at the doctors to figure out even though when they was telling me you know she, your daughter is a hypochondriac. She just wants attention. <laughs> What's going on? You know, you know, she's going through chronic depression. Yes. You know, of course I'm depressed. I'm sick. Even that was embarrassing to me. Like, I didn't want anyone even labeling me as depressed. If there's nothing wrong with me, I feel like I didn't have the right to be depressed. So I hit yeah. it. I'm always smiling and happy. And I am usually smiling and happy, but I had to be happy and smiling in times that I wasn't. Finally, a doctor felt bad for me and she diagnosed me with juvenile arthritis. <laughs> oh, I had got uh, um, diagnosed with that as well. So mm -hmm. they gave me probably every diagnosis under the sun. Oh, and yeah. then I got oh, yeah. diagnosed with um, fibromyalgia because oh, yeah. oh, I yeah. had all the 18, you know, little indicators or whatever oh, yeah. like that. It was like, well, I guess it's fibromyalgia, and that goes into mental illness category. Yes. And I was like, yes. oh, so because I'm hurting, yeah. I'm mentally ill. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay. So yeah. the reason why I talk from a different perspective because I lived a lot of, of I mean, even though MS, multiple sclerosis, and lupus is not the same, but they do have similarities in They are diseases, yeah, they are. Within our disease and all of those things are just difficult to diagnose, especially in Black women. Black women. We're thinking we're fine, we're okay, just keep working, just keep going, just keep striving, just you're fine. My mom worked hard, my grandma worked hard. Mm -hmm. I am no one's workhorse, and I'm going to advocate to the cows come home to go and see what's wrong with you. Make exactly. somebody tell you what's wrong. Just keep going and don't stop. You know, if you're in pain, it's invisible. You can't see that. Yeah. And I want everyone that's watching this interview or listening in on this interview today to understand that you're not alone. Okay. Yeah. Your yeah. feelings, what you're feeling is valid. You're not out of your mind. Even yes. though they have not officially found a diagnosis, or I would say uh, acknowledge your mm -hmm. diagnosis, because many times you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to get help and you're not receiving the help because the tests come back normal, quote unquote. Yeah. So I don't want you to get disheartened and understand that MS and lupus 
like you said, their sister, um, the, um, autoimmune disease. Yeah. Um, I want you, it takes some time to get diagnosed. I didn't get diagnosed about a, over a decade later, like officially diagnosed. Okay. And that was after I started losing vision, mm -hmm. um, in my eyes, I started having, um, one of actually my eye doctor, he passed away and I'm so going to miss him. But he, he, he looked in my eyes and he said, something is different. And then he was like, I see uh, scar tissue, scar tissue. And so that led to some more things. And he said, you know what? I think you might have lupus. <laughs> and from there, I went to some more doctors. And, and then they started saying, she got lupus. So, so it could be, you can get your aha moment from the most unusual places, but don't yeah. give up. Like Danella said, keep going to the doctor, even though you may not find the answer that you're looking for right then. Don't get discouraged because people not believing you because somebody is going to figure it out. You're going to get that diagnosis yeah. and gravitate towards uh, organizations like uh, Danella's. This is what mslooklike.org. Let me put that up here. Okay. Make sure that you go there for help. Make sure to stay connected with her. And also, if you're having uh, trouble, reach out to the show and we have some resources. We will send it your way. And I'm sure Danella, she has some resources on her website. Make sure that you go pick up her book today, uh, Accidentally on Purpose. And it, like she said, it is a series uh, of, of, of things. So she has a Facebook group. She also has other things that you all, I encourage you to stay connected. Even if you don't officially have a diagnosis, uh, you need to be connected with the community of support because one crucial thing I have found with any type of challenge that you deal with is having ones who can or have some similarities. Yes. Uh, it can help you through some difficult times, okay? And you're going to need that support. You are. Because you're not alone. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. just going to say, ahead. there was a young woman recent, well, maybe like a year or so ago. Mm -hmm. She found my book, and she lives in Africa. And she was reading my book, and she's 28, the same exact age I was. I, I want to add that that day I passed out at 28, I was not diagnosed officially with MS until I was 31 years old. Mm-hmm. So they found the lesions, they found all of that, but they still couldn't prove that that's what I had. So she was just reading it and she was just like, I am so glad I found your book. She found me online and she's like, I was suicidal. I was depressed. I was thinking these doctors were saying I'm crazy. Everyone's saying I'm a hypochondriac. Like nobody believes me. And your book helped me understand that maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe we do have similarities. So I was able to talk to her and like, she's actually one of my favorite clients. I love all of my clients, but I'm just saying like, she's my favorite because she's so sweet. And just to think that God would use me. Mm -hmm. I didn't diagnose her. She still is not diagnosed, but she felt like, like you said, just someone's listening to me. Someone, I'm not alone. I'm not by mm -hmm. myself. And I just wish I would have had that, or you had that, you know, when you were going through that, that didn't exist and it didn't exist for me. So. Paying it forward is such a crucial part of our lives and existence, I think. So thank you so much for paying it forward, for 
lupus and for MS and for every other sister disease and for every other woman, child, black woman, white woman, green, yellow, purple, whatever. MS, you know, touches everybody. It really does. And I thank you for what you're doing as well. This is a great to share uh, and be transparent. Sometimes, like someone told me, your story may have happened to you, but it's not for you. It's for the people that you're here on this earth to help. And so first is having the courage to share and to be transparent and to be vulnerable at the end of the day, because your story is your story. And it's not always easy. Um, like when we were just talking, you were saying, um, I never thought about that as making me emotional because it mm -hmm. takes you mm -hmm. to different places when you start yes. divulging your, your life story, your life experiences. Um, and so we need that. Because Minus your own experiences, you wouldn't be able to even ask me that though. You could only ask me that because of what you went through. So if someone else, yeah. I've been on, I've been interviewed by lots and lots of people, thank God, but I'm not like woo woo, but I'm just saying, <laughs> no, I'm not saying it for them. I'm just saying like, if they haven't been in a like situation, mm -hmm. I mean, yours is even, you know, more with everything else that you've been through that we talked about backstage, which mm -hmm. was mind blowing to me. While I'm not grateful that those things happened to you, I'm grateful that you are in this place to be able to understand and make me think. I don't use i teach self-care but mm -hmm. i don't always slow down enough you know I oh i know you don't because i see you <laughs> in me and i see me and you that's why i said what i said i yeah. I, I i i know you're not yeah. that's why i said mm -mm, you gotta start resting but i'm because you know for yourself just as well as i know lupus or ms or whatever if you don't take breaks, your body will make you take a That's break. That's true. Yeah. It mm -hmm. will make you. And I mean, and I had I had to learn from myself. I'm just getting over being sick. I'm just getting back. Just getting back. And, and the thing is with MS or with most uh multiple chlorosis or uh lupus or whatever, we don't bounce back as quick as everybody else. Very true. So we don't bounce back. So when we're down, we're down. This summer, right. I've been on you for three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three months. You know, I'm sipping on this tea and stuff. So right, so I can keep talking. Like sometimes I can't even get my words out because, you know, MS affects your vocal cords and all every area of lupus your body. Too. Lupus too. So what we both sipping, we we right. working, we working through some things. So <laughs> listen, we're doing this because we love you, because we care, because. Mm -hmm. Really, we need to be somewhere in a bed wrapped up in our PJs, <laughs> kicking our feet up. <laughs> right now, today was not a great day. Okay, people, I'm here to let you know it wasn't a great day. Yeah. However, I um, want to show up because I know with myself, if I'm at least 75%, I need to show up. Okay, because sometimes you just can't get out of the bed. Right. You know, sometimes it just can't. But we have to, or we think we have to. How about that? My husband's always like, I've got it. You're okay. I'll take care of it. I don't always. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're blessed to have some good husbands. We're blessed to have some good husbands. Yes, yeah. we are. And some good children. So yeah. um, I just want to thank you for uh, taking the time thank to you come on today me. to share 
And uh, is there anything else you want the audience to know? And where do they, you want them to follow you, join your group? Um, uh, where can they get your book? So you can find book. my book on Amazon. Okay. Um, and it's, this is, why do I keep saying that? It actually is on This Is What It Must Looks Like, the orgy and Zelligache, but it's on Amazon and it's called Accidentally On Purpose. There's a devotional edition, an awakening edition, the emergency edition. Um, the emergency edition was written from my journal when I just was writing and I never intended to turn into a book. I was just like, this is crazy. I'm having this crisis. So the emergency edition is almost rather dark and um, it's just sad. It was lonely and desolate. I was a very sad little puppy back then. But um, moving on to the devotional edition, they're all very similar. But I would say, don't stop seeking help. Bigger than my book, bigger than finding whatever. Just don't, maybe it's not a mess, but just keep talking about what you're going through. I was going to use a permanent solution for a temporary problem. I thought I would be dead by now. I thought there's no way I would keep living. I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. I could barely hold a fork at one point. Like, just keep seeking help find if the doctor's not good i've had horrible doctors i've had horrible um counselors one counselor i had i felt like made me more suicidal than i was before i got into him just keep going like don't listen just don't stop just keep journeying if you need to find me i'm accessible on um i'm on facebook and i do have a group there this is what the mess looks like there and then on my website if you reach out to me it may take me a while i give it like 72 hours but i'm going to answer you and i'm going to try to help you find the people that you need there's a whole there's not just me there's a whole team of people behind me that are doctors and advocates and people that can help you so just don't stop trying every day just continue to be grateful and just don't give up Listen, everyone, this has been the amazing. I know she don't want to holler here this, but she is. Okay, the amazing Dadella. Uh, and also bringing and sharing light on a topic that is much needed to be discussed, especially, and not saying that we are erasing all other cultures because that's not the case, but right. specifically in the African-American culture with women, um, and even some of our men battles with MS as okay. well. Um, we need to shed this light because so many of us suffer in silence mm -hmm. and walking around undiagnosed. And we want to let you know that you're not alone. You're not a hypochondriac. You're not crazy. Yeah. Your feelings are valid. Yes. And this is maybe the moment that you've been hoping, wishing, and praying for. Um, because so many of us suffer in silence and feel like we're all alone. So this is all about you getting the resources that you need, along with having a way to release uh, the information and just share so that you can grow. Because there is hope having MS, there is hope having lupus or any other type um, of autoimmune disease or whatever you're dealing with. There is hope, okay? Don't give up don't give up i mean Danella and I both was in a wheelchair both lost our eyesight both couldn't do things and look couldn't feed ourselves had to have someone feeding us but now look we're moving <laughs> okay. 
okay? That and so true. there is hope. So don't give up. Don't give Even up. if you get diagnosed and still don't have a diagnosis, I have a chapter in the emergency edition says the undiagnosed diagnosis. They found the lesion, 17 of them on my brain and when I was 28 and I still couldn't be officially diagnosed until I was 31. Was I crazy for those three years? No, <laughs> I wasn't. I was just journeying to accidentally on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I think we all kind of bumping around accidentally on purpose. <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm telling you, when I say anybody can write that book, because I feel like God uses adversary. When you look at the Bible, you don't see anybody finding their purpose in some happy days. Everybody gets healed and happy and found and delivered in the wilderness of life. Like there's no sunny days, not to say the Bible's depressing, but most people who have testimonies, the testimony comes from a place of, from the bottom to the top. Yes, the point it, does. Of right? it does. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and close out. You can uh, stay backstage for a little while and I'll see you in a moment, you guys. Remember, if no one told you this today, know that the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast, we got your back. I care. I love you. And make sure that you tune in every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. EST. Because remember, it's time for you to come share, shine, and grow on the Tina Ramsey Show. And we'll see you next week. great experience on the Tina Ramsey show. I felt like she really asked some valuable questions that can help a lot of people, especially in regards to monetizing. And so the vibe was great. I honestly wouldn't mind coming back on again if she invite me. And I felt like the conversation just flowed. So I am super happy and I can't wait for the show to air on every single platform out there. And thank you again.